Hello, and welcome to Love Conquers. I'm La Ruti, and I'm going to say their names. Nixmati Brown, Haley Gonzalez, Gabriel Fernandez, and the most recent, Madeline Soto. What do all these kids have in common? You guessed it. They were killed by their parents' significant other. Now, today's episode is going to be a little heavy, so I do offer a trigger warning. But this is a topic that is kind of bothering me, especially with what's happened with Madeline. So I'm going to start with Nixmati Brown. For those of you who don't know who Nixmati Brown is, she is a seven-year-old little girl who was killed by her mother's kulikagao man. And um, this happened on January 10th of 2006, where this man beat this little girl to death with both fists and his thick leather belt. Meanwhile, her mother, Nixalis, ignored this man while he slammed this child's head in the bathtub and then threw cold water on her. So both her mother and this man were charged with second-degree murder and child endangerment. He was later uh, convicted of first-degree murder other with other charges and was sentenced to 29 years in prison. And um, they both accused each other of who gave the final blow, basically. So because of her, Nixmati's law was proposed in 2006, shortly after her murder by um, New York State Senator Joseph Bruno. And basically, this law was designed to deter and prevent child abuse-related crimes by charging parents with first-degree murder and a maximum punishment, which in the New York State would be 25 years to life, without the possibility of parole. And this case was, you know, very heavy at the time in 2006. It was all over the news. And another case is Gabriel Fernandez. And with Gabriel, Netflix actually did a documentary on the child. And I literally cried watching this one. And I have no words. His mother failed him. The system failed him. It actually fails each and every time. Gabriel Fernandez was eight years old and he was from Palmdale, California. He was being abused over a period of time. He died due to a beating from his mother and um, her boyfriend, Isauro Aguirre. And a lot of us are like, you know, why why does this happen? Well, I'm going to tell you something. The The most common thing between Nixmati Brown and Gabriel Fernandez is that people from their school actually reported these abuses and nothing was done. Nothing was done. 
the anger I feel because I have two children. One is my bonus daughter and my son. And I will go to prison if anybody touched my children any type of way. Because what happened to these kids and the mere fact that ECS was notified by school officials and nothing was done is is what makes this even worse. And there's cases out there where people just call ECS because they want to be petty. Where you guys you guys know what I'm talking about. And it's just sad. I, I do recommend people to go watch that documentary on Netflix. I watched it a few years ago, so I'm not sure if it's it's still on. But watch the story of Gabriel Fernandez. Now, before I give my opinions, which I want to do later on in the segment, in the episode, I want to talk about Madeline Soto. Now, Madeline is the most recent story. She's 15 years old from Florida. Again, killed by her mother's dusty, crusty boyfriend. You know what pissed me off about this case? (laughs) This man went on national television talking about how he said he was, he was, and how he he felt guilty. Like, you can't, you can't make this shit up. You really can't. And you want to know where her body was found? In the woods. In the woods. So I want to go over the timeline. I'm going to play snippets of, you know, of what's going on. So here's the timeline. On Sunday, February 25th was her 13th birthday. They described her being happy. She looked and she looked beautiful in her pictures, by the way. So what I read was her mother said, you know, she was doing her her thing. She was even making plans on what was going to happen on Monday. Then Monday, February 26th, she was reported to be last seen at 8.30 a.m. and did not make it to school. Allegedly, her mother's boyfriend drove her to school and dropped her off a few blocks, about a half mile away from her school, the Gata Church. So when her mother went to pick her up from school, they made her aware that her her daughter didn't show up, which is crazy. On February 27th, there was a... Uh, missing search for the child and Amber Alert was not issued because they didn't know whether she ran away or whether she was kidnapped and usually Amber Alerts are put out when a kid is kidnapped. Now on the night of February 27th her mother gives an interview to Fox 35 which I'm gonna play a snippet of this interview and I want you guys to pay attention to to what um to what she says because again you can't really make this up. We took her to school. We dropped her off close to school, across the street from a church, which is very 
it's right next to the school. Um, she crossed the street um, and walked to school, what we thought walked to school. Um, my boyfriend who drove her to school walk, drove away at that point. Um, it was seen on video footage that she hung out in the parking lot. No, I'm going to stop it right there. This woman said, we. Just pay attention to how she spoke. Play You, you can rewind this and play it back. I don't know if she was covering for this man. But sis, you weren't in the car. You weren't in the car. But let me keep going. February 28th, Orange County Sheriff John Mina, he hosts a press conference about the search. Here, he states that Madeline left her phone at home. And when they searched it, they revealed that she told her friend she was going to run away to the the woods. So that's where they started um, the search. Then, due to unrelated charges... The boyfriend, the mother's boyfriend, gets arrested. And um, he is the primary suspect for her disappearance. Detectives, okay, found disturbing images on the boyfriend's phone, which led them to the arrest to book him into the Orange County Jail on charges including sexual battery and possession of child sex abuse material. He also attempted to delete these said images. And according to the investigators, detectives later found out that these images were done at the home. To, 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 I'm telling you. So on the 29th, um, they released Stephen Stern's arrest affidavit by the Kissimmee Police Department, in which the document states that during the interview, um, while they interviewed him regarding the disappearance of the child, he provided consent to search through his phone, which he, quote-unquote, accidentally did a factory reset. How convenient. But little does he know, law enforcement can recover deleted things. And they found disturbing images of children. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Because you can imagine. On March 1st, he gets transferred from Orange County Jail to Osceola. This day officials are quote-unquote confident that Madeline is deceased. So a search from multiple agencies are involved. And during that afternoon, the body was found. Now, I'm going to play you guys a snippet of the news near the scene where, again, sources confirm for us Madeline's body has been found. Nick, what are you seeing out there? So we're on the other side of this field on Hickory Tree Road. We're going to zoom in all the way to where deputies have set up a light. We can see a couple cars worth of flashing lights. Hickory Tree Road shut down for a good couple mile stretch. We're inside of that perimeter right now as we watch them 
somewhat to their investigation. We're going to take you to our view from Sky Witness 9, uh, showing you the scene from above, a slightly better view. You can see a long line of vehicles on the side of the road there. They appear to be focusing their efforts on the woods just off to the side of the road, but again, uh, a lot uh, hidden from our view as we watch this unfold. Just to give you a recap of what has happened today and why we are here. Earlier this afternoon, Sheriff John Mina up in Orange County as well as Kissimmee Police Chief Betty Holland announced that they had good reason to believe that Madeline was dead. They said video evidence uh, put her body in Stephen Cerns' car uh, Monday morning when he was supposed to be dropping her off at school. They said they found her laptop from school as well as her backpack in a dumpster in the apartment complex where they lived. And they said all of that evidence led them to conclude that she was not alive. It's not a search operation as it was a recovery operation at this point. We've watched deputies and police officers swarm different parts. Now, do you guys remember I played you guys the snippet of the mother kind of stuttering for her crusty self? Lord forgive me. Um, talking about we drove her. So, sis, if you're saying we drove her, were you in the car? Because from what I heard and from what everybody's hearing, this child was dead. Her stuff was in the garbage. So, this man killed this child for what? And then the mom, like, I want you guys to go on YouTube and look this up. The mom was hugging this man. The mom was hugging this man. And the fact that she's talking the way she is, is, we drove her. Sis, were you in the car or you weren't in the car? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm all for people finding love. I think finding love is incredible. It's a is an experience. But when you put somebody, and this goes for men and women, when you put somebody above your children, that is crazy. Is is really crazy. Emotions are tools. They are not to be used to make decisions. This woman said we took her to school. And then she stuttered. Like, sis, I'm pretty sure she knew something. And even if she didn't know anything, like, I know she wanted to defend him some way or another. But if you guys heard what I heard, she was already dead. He threw her stuff out in the trash in the apartment complex on top of all that and dumped her poor, lifeless body in the damn woods. No child. Now, no child should be going through that. But now, imagine the stuff that this child was going through. Like. No child deserves this. Nixmati Brown didn't deserve this. 
Gabriel Fernandez didn't deserve this. Other children who are going through abuse by another person should not be going through this. And there are plenty of cases out there where even the own parents, their own blood, abuses their children. I can't. So I'm going to say this again. Emotions are tools. Love can often blind people. My children, when it could, like my children, I, I, I'll i go to war for my kids. I'm going to tell you that much. I'll go to prison. If anybody touches my kid any type of way, like I'm very over, overprotective. My kids are not allowed to be in random people's homes unless I'm there. And my best friend's house, sleepovers growing up, it was only with family. And we have the saying, uno nunca sabe. Not too long ago, I saw, I think it was TikTok or Instagram where I saw this. And, and honestly, it's crazy to me. It's really crazy to me. People think that, you know, you can't fall in love. Like, am I not supposed to find love? Am I not supposed to take care of myself? Listen, I'm all for people finding love. I'm all for you finding the right person for yourself. But when you put your children above people, that's crazy to me. People, you should not be bringing random people in front of your children unless you're going to marry them by all means now i understand that in the same token you know some kids they be doing the most you know but these feelings come from you know maybe they've seen you doing stuff and they don't want to go through the same pain they get jealous or but kids kids be knowing So I say this to say, please, people, watch who you bring around your kids. No love is greater than you having love for your kids. No amount of genitalia that you may receive during your sexual escapades should be greater than your children. And if that's the case, don't have them. And if that's the case, then find a friend, hey, or a family member. Can you take my kids for today and do what you got to do? No person should be above your children. That's all I got to say, because honestly, this whole thing pisses me off. I have my own kids and now that I'm older, that uno nunca sabe stuff, if you don't know, if if there's a man in the house or you got boys in the house, your little girl should not be going there. And that's all I got to say because I'm going to tell y'all something. This whole thing is crazy to me. Lord, forgive me if I'm being judgmental, but I am going to be judgmental. You know why? Because people be doing too much. 2024 people let's get it together dang like these children don't need to suffer at all but i digress um 
you know, I hope that, you know, you guys who hear this, tell me what you think. Leave your comments. Send me a DM. You know, it is what it is, I guess. But we need to we need to do better, people, with our kids. Anyways, you know, let me calm down. Bueno, mi gente, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Please, let's make better decisions. As always, I love to hear your thoughts and experiences. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Remember to follow me on all social media platforms at LaRuti underscore 